welcome to Season 5 of the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, best-selling author and international speaker, Michael Sherlock. The Shock Your Potential podcast is dedicated to entrepreneurs looking to up their game, increase their income, and scale their businesses to new heights. Shock Your Potential is a professional services company providing affordable services to small businesses, matching entrepreneurs with virtual assistants, and offering specialized leadership and sales training to companies around the world. Learn more today at shockyourpotential.com and listen in now to another motivating episode that will help you to shock your potential. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am your host, Michael Sherlock, and all month long, we're talking about a subject that's very important to many of us, and that's money. And we're going to talk about money matters, why it matters, how it matters, how we can make it matter more for us. And we launched this uh, series last year in 2021, and it was so successful that we knew we had to bring it back. In fact, as we brought it back, we also brought back a few of our favorite guests from last year, not only to have them share their wisdom once again, but also to remind us of some of the important lessons that we learned that maybe we didn't take advantage of at the time. So joining me today is Melissa Kirk. And her company, Melissa Kirk Consulting, offers the comprehensive capabilities and deep industry knowledge necessary to help you, yes, you or me, solve the most complex issues of your inner blueprint. Yeah, we got pretty deep last time. Let me tell you, we shared secrets and everything talking about this inner part of us that deals with money. And since opening her doors in 2008, she's pretty proud to say that each year her company has had bigger list of returning clients as well as new clients. And in fact, people hire Melissa to get results that they've sought after, maybe some that they haven't figured out how to get yet, how to explore her out of the box ideas and use her expertise to find and align what they want and align that with their passion and their purpose. So really it's about finding ways that everything merges together. And I remember when we talked about that in the process, you might have to shift your mindset a little bit to be empowered and create the lifestyle that you desire. Now she helps people find and purchase their dream home, attract the clients they want to work with, improve their relationship, systemize and grow their business. We all know how important that is and improve their health. Does it seem like a lot? It does, but wait until you hear from her because she's got some pretty simple yet complex ways to make this happen. She helps her clients get to the root of their issues, which is probably where we're going to go, and get going with their lives, turn things around to match their dreams, their goals, and their aspirations. And joining me once again is Melissa Kirk. Thank you for being back with us again. Thanks for having me. I love being on your show. You're an you're awesome to talk to, Aww. and your listeners are great. Oh, thank you. We had we had a really powerful conversation uh, last time, and I know, like I said, we kind of shared some stories. You shared a little of your background, and, and I think they were important. But you know, I think a lot of times as people are listening, they're like, "Okay, I know I have a lot going on in my life. I'm not sure how this could all help, but." In your words, tell us a little bit more about you, your business, and how you specifically can help people in a number of ways to shock their potential. Yeah. um, Well, one of the things that, you know, on my own journey was about really finding my place and my purpose, but the impact that I wanted to make. Mm -hmm. And I think as I've pursued that and helping awaken people and get them aligned with who they are, you know, it's it wasn't my pursuit for money. 
It was my pursuit for my mission, for my impact and for what I can do for other people. And then money ends up being the result of that. The more, you know, the more impact you make, the more money you make. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm working with my clients, you know, it's about teaching them what they love to do. It's about teaching them who they are on a soul level so that they can just have that money come to them. And, you know, people want money, not for the money, but for what the money can do for them, for what those things and what power it gives them and what opportunities it opens. And, you know, it's a real stress reliever. I made a lot of shifts in my life over the last year um, to make my financial obligations less. And what's interesting is that I still have the same drive to work. I still am helping many people, but my stress level has gone down because now I don't have to do it, right? If someone calls me for an appointment and I, I feel like, you know what, I need a couple of days to rest. I'm not in the back of my mind saying, well, then I won't be able to pay this bill or what about this and that, you know, it's, I didn't realize how much I was stressed out about money and mm-hmm. yeah. So, but it, it's just fun to see people's life transform and then see the look on their face when you give them permission to be them and mm-hmm. do their purpose and do what is really fun for them rather than like, how do I make money? Yeah. So I think that's a big, and that's a big mindset shift you know, thinking about it different. Yeah. Well, and it's almost like, you know, I'm not almost like, it's totally like in our society, we, we tend to number one, live up to our means. (laughs) So, you know, I remember, I remember the first time, you know, in my twenties, when I had my first, you know, professional job and getting ready, you know, to get a first raise. And at that that time, my raise was probably a thousand dollars for the year, you know, <laughs> yeah. like maybe 1200, maybe I got a hundred dollars more a month. And I remember thinking $1,200. Now I'm like $1,200. She's, you can, you know, you can spend that at Costco without hardly even blinking, but you know, you think about all the differences that's going to make, but then all of a sudden you buy more expensive cheese and you right. don't buy the single blind toilet paper. And somehow, somehow you don't feel any better a year later than you did because we figure out how to continue to, to level, <laughs> spend <laughs> more. <laughs> right. And then we can't go backwards, right? It's really hard to downgrade after you've I'm not gotten going back in. to single ply to- toilet paper. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going back to generic brands. I want the best. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I just, um, you know, this year has been really I think everyone over the last couple of years has really had to think about things differently and find new ways of reinventing themselves. And one of the things for me was really, you know, finding ways of working less and making more. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I find that when I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, I always am making more and working less because you know what, half the time that I'm working, I don't even feel like I'm working yes. because it's what I love. And you know, just that in itself really can raise your financial thermostat. You know, Mm -hmm. we have this thermostat where it's set just like your, the heater in your house where it's set at 70 and it goes up to 71 or 72, but it always returns back down to the 70 and maybe even dips a little bit lower. And that's how our finances work too. You know, we make 10,000 a month and then one month, oh, we make 12,000. And then the next month it goes down to 9,000 and it's this roller coaster ride. 
And the point is really like to figure out how do I reset my thermostat so mm. I can set it and maintain that level of income going forward. And yeah. that's usually a mindset ceiling. It's, you know, and you getting out of your own way <laughs> to make that happen. Always. And when you're too um, stressed about money, to your point, then you're, then you're focused on the wrong thing. So you don't, you don't not only enjoy the, what you're doing that leads to more earning as much, but you also, I don't think are as free mentally and emotionally to see opportunity the same way because right. you're in a scarcity, you know, uh, point of view. Well, not only that, but you kind of push away people that might have approached you because you have that, you know, you don't want to have that icky car salesman, like at the end of the month when he still has two more cars to sell, you know, oh, yeah. you don't, you don't want that energy, but that's what happens when we get so stressed out about money, but also, you know, what it's doing is releasing cortisol in the body making the body not work right. Then the next thing you're sick and it just spirals downward. And so the one thing that, you know, sometimes you can't even get rid of that feeling, but the mm -hmm. one thing that I've noticed is that when it starts to happen, I'm paying attention yeah. and I'm heading it off before it gets full blown and I get in the middle of a crisis. Yeah. So, um, but most people just, you know, I find the biggest problem when I'm working with people is most people know, you know, that they have a problem. Most people know they have more potential than what their bank account is showing. Yeah. But the problem is they don't know what to do about it, right? We right. recognize there's a problem, but we don't really have any idea or solution of how to get out of it. And yeah. then you just get on the hamster wheel. It's yeah. tough. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember if I told you this last time or not. I was talking a lot about it about this time last year. But um, with my business, how it was before the pandemic, uh, you know, was great because I, you know, I was doing great. My speaking and training was fantastic. And then all of a sudden that stopped and I had only built one channel into my business and that was my speaking and training. And so, you know, I learned the hard lesson the hard way. But what's interesting is um, about six months into it. When all of a sudden I started getting these amazing, like super successful, super talented people on my podcast. And for the first three weeks, I felt like tiny, like I felt like I sucked because, you know, I mean, many of them, that's where I had been six months before, but I wasn't anymore. And um, I remember thinking, gosh, all these people, they're so much more successful and blah, 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 blah. And I was getting in this mindset that was terrible. And one day I was like, Oprah didn't start out at the top. Oprah interviewed a lot of people who had done better things or different things than she had. Look at all this as an opportunity. And the moment I made that mindset shift, I mean, I'm so lucky that all these people like you, you know, ended up in my lap. But then what I took from that was like, this is incredible. Let's let's go with this. Let's ride this opportunity and see what it brings me. And what it did to my mindset was incredible, but I could have easily missed it feeling sorry for myself or being stuck in, in why did this happen to me or any of us in our businesses be tanking because of the pandemic? Yeah, I think, and we all have to start somewhere, but the worst thing I think we, we do to ourselves is compare ourselves to other people and like yeah. where they are, you know, 
I'm smarter than them. I'm more educated than them. And they're, you know, seeking or at a higher level. But one thing, you know, we don't think about is that even when we're on social media, we're looking at what other people are putting out there. That's the cut version. They edited out all the the bad stuff. They edited out the stuff that, you know, isn't so much in alignment with the, the image. Yeah. And we, and when we start to think about ourselves, we don't think about the edited part. We think about all this, the crap that needs to be edited. <laughs> and then we compare from that level. And no exactly. wonder we feel so badly about ourselves. That's one thing that I've really learned and, t- and helped my clients with is it's nobody's business what other people think about us. It doesn't matter what someone else is doing. We all have a unique proposition, a way that we help. There's no competition in your market. You know, I've Mm -hmm. met so many people that feel like they need to compete with you. And I think, you know, the way I do what I do, even if we do this similar things, we do it in a different way and we match with a different person. And there's 7 billion people on this planet. I can't help all of them. We need more people. And guess what? The more people that do what we do, it shows that there's a desire and a demand for what we do. So it is really cool when you start looking at it from that perspective and not worrying about it. Yeah. So when people um, come to you and they're like, okay, I need someone to guide me. I need somebody to help me, you know, find my North star (laughs) because I need to find something to hold on to. You know, what, what kind of kind of things do they experience in the beginning when you're trying to help them, you know, tap into that, you know, that inner part of them that, that will give them direction and design? Well, the, when I'm doing human design with them, you know, the, the human design chart is based on a few different systems, the chakra system, the I Ching, but it's also based on the astrological positions of the planets when you're born and also 88 days before you were born. And it's a combination. So 88 days before you were born is when all of your DNA and ancestral um, DNA is passed down and the gifts and the talents that are in your bloodline. And then the rest of the chart is made up of your actual time and date of birth and location and the planetary positions. And, you know, the combination of the, the way that it makes the chart, I mean, there's when you start to understand it, there people either totally acknowledge everything I'm saying, or they think it sounds amazing and they've never, they've never done it because they're, and that's why they're so out of alignment. But the one thing that sometimes people miss is, you know, I'll say, you're good at this. This is your genius. This is how you operate. And they're well aware of it. But what they don't realize is that that is their formula. Like Mm. that's it. Don't try to complicate it to be more. Don't try to make it something that it isn't. And, Mm -hmm. you know, don't, don't try to be something you're not. It's that authenticity of stepping into who you really are. That is what is attractive to everyone else. And which creates the easiest path of success because you're doing what you're made to do. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times it's just giving my client the permission. You know, they think, well, I can't make money doing that. Well, you were designed to make money doing that. Right. So when you lay it all out and they have, you know, just someone telling them, holding the space for them that, you know, yes, you can walk into this and yes, you will find your client. 
And there's a formula throughout the chart on how to do each step of the way. Mm-hmm. It just changes their life. That's the thing that just is so fulfilling for me is seeing someone when they get that aha moment, the look in their face, and then creating from it. You know, there's so many possibilities when you have that foundation. And then you the know, results are quick. You know, what I find interesting is that, you know, it's really supposed to be easy, but we make things a whole lot harder than we need to. And the, I've been thinking about this lately because I don't take a lot of consulting clients on, um, but every, you know, a couple times a year, someone will say, hey, so-and-so recommended you, I need some executive coaching. And I only do it in certain circumstances. And, and I have some you know, ground rules. And I only work with one at a time because I have so many other things I'm doing with my business. And, and it's not where, um, it's not where I want to sit with my business right now. But what's interesting to me is when I first accepted clients, I didn't believe that people would pay me for that advice. I mean, like I'll get up in front of a room of 2000 people and, you know, charge a lot of money to teach that whole room. But somewhere in my head, I must have thought, I, I don't, nobody's going to pay me for that. They'll, they'll gladly buy me a cup of coffee. They'll, you know, ask me for, you know, to, for my thoughts, but no one's going to pay. So I, I um, labored over what to charge, like just, just, just so much turmoil. And so then when I put it out there and the person said, okay, sounds good. And then I was like, I didn't charge enough. And why didn't I charge enough? And so there was all this inner thing. So fast forward then um, in the last couple of years, I'm just like, this is what it costs. You can work with me or not, but here's the deal. This is what it costs. You're going to buy two sessions with me up front and we're going to do them. And after that, it's one at a time. And if you want to do it, here's the booking link. You pay for it when you schedule with me. <laughs> but see, that's you because you're not doing it for the money. Exactly. That's the difference. That's exactly what I'm talking about is when you're not attached to, and you're not like desperate for the money and you don't yeah. care, you know what you're worth now. Yeah. So you had to have done some self-worth work yeah. on yourself. And then, you know, you're not, when you're not attached to it, that's when you're most attractive. That's when yeah. people really want to line up with you. It's true. It's really funny because then people are like, yes, I want to have another one. I'm like, okay, here's the booking link pay. And then I'll see it come through. And I'm like, wow. All right. That's good. And pretty soon I'm like, this is really good because you're right. I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not trying to figure out who I am based on that. Mm -hmm. I know I do that because I know who I am better. When you've gone down the path, right? You've, you've gone down the path of success. You are achieving it. So yeah, there's no reason why you can't help people. In the beginning, I think sometimes we th- we just don't understand our value. We don't know how we're going to make the impact. Absolutely. So it's challenging. Yeah. I remember when I used to choke over when someone would ask me how much, like I would tell them like, oh, it's so great. And it's this and that and everything. And then they'd ask me how much. And I'm like, oh, get it out. So I had to do some work on that. And you know, the thing is, is that my clients, afterwards, after they make investment in themselves, they implement it, right? Because they paid for it and they paid for it because they knew it had value and then they get amazing results. And I don't choke over it anymore. I don't. And I, and I know I'm not responsible for their results, right? right? I gave them the formula 
And now it's up to them to implement it. And when they do, I mean, I have clients that tell me the stuff you tell me to do is crazy. If anyone else told me to do this, I would never do it, but I know it will work. (laughs) I love it. And that, and that is trust. I mean, that's trust, not just in the outcomes that they know you can do, but trust that, okay, there is a purpose for this. And this is my own decision, whether I'm going to do it or not. Exactly. I also think I was, uh, right before we take a break, I was thinking about, I was on somebody else's podcast in the last couple of months and she was asking me about, um, you know, when, how to help people get more comfortable with increasing prices, because I do a lot of sales training and development. And I said, you know, the interesting thing um, is that uh, if everybody that I've ever worked with, when we're dealing with a pricing discussion, including myself, without a doubt, I'm not going to take myself out of this. Whenever I've reached the point, including what I just talked to you about, you know, when I do some executive coaching is that I, uh, the only time I will stumble or the time I see other people stumble, really stumble, that are good salespeople that are pretty comfortable or confident and know what they're doing is good is when they in their head are saying, but would I pay somebody for that? Would I pay them that much? And if we've never paid that much, whatever that much, that could be $10, $100, $1,000, $10,000, $100,000. If we've never paid that for ourselves, we have a tough time saying those numbers out loud. And so it's part of that belief in knowing what your value is, but it's also, if you've never paid somebody else that or something similar, then you have to have that conversation and go, but I am worth it. And I'm going to get myself to the point where I know I'm worth it. And you know what? Frankly, if I found somebody good enough to take me to the next level, I would pay them that. Then your belief starts pulling together with it. Yeah, it really does. And I remember at, there were times when I had paid, like I didn't really even have very much money, but I put like, I was like in the poker game, I'm putting all in. And I think, you know, but I was at a very a place where I was on this mission to discover. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it is... It is an inside job, no matter what you're doing. If you can't, it's an inside job to increase your pricing, but it's also an inside job to know, like, you know, I could be wasting this money if I don't take action, you know? And I think it's a great way of sabotaging by not, by letting the money, which is never the issue, be your excuse. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, same thing for me with my business coaching uh, group that I work with. I put out a lot of money. I'm going to get my money's worth. (laughs) Yeah. Put your money. Yeah, I know. I, and it's amazing how little effort it actually takes. Like you pay a lot of money to get in there and you get this advice. And a lot of times the advice is very simple. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll procrastinate, right? I'll, it'll take like two months before I open the program and listen to it or, you know, mm-hmm. take the steps or whatever. And then when I do, I'm thinking, why didn't I just do this? And yeah. it gets me into a place where I'm in my own groove and I love it because mm-hmm. when I'm working with someone, they're, they're only going to be doing what they love to do. Absolutely. That's, that's the great part is that Absolutely. it's not the icky part that you don't want to do that. We get it to somebody else that loves to do it. <laughs> Amen to that. Melissa, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsor for the month and we will be right back. Do you want to be a go-to expert that news reporters, anchors, and media producers turn to? Are you a media professional looking for credible, reliable, and timely guests? If you answered yes to either of those questions, then shock your media potential is for you. This one-of-a-kind platform connects vetted experts with news professionals around the globe. 
As a part of our launch celebration, you can participate for free in our Shock Your Media Potential virtual conference running March 28th through April 1st. Together with my co-host, Eddie Luisi, known as stage manager to the stars and also stage manager for Good Morning America, we have interviewed 25 media personalities and professionals to ask them the questions you need to know the answers to. Like, how can I make myself more newsworthy? How do I best pitch a story? How do I get invited back again and again? And much more. Some of our guests are household names with exceptional on-camera careers. Others are award-winning directors, producers, camera operators, audio engineers, celebrity hair and makeup professionals, and so much more. To learn more about our platform and our conference today, go to shockyourmediapotential.com. And we are back with Melissa Kirk with Melissa Kirk Consulting, and we are talking about all things money matters, strangely enough, because that's our theme this month. And I know we've already been diving down in here, but I want to get even more into the nitty gritty and ask you, you know, what does the concept or the, the I guess, the, the description of money matters, what does that mean to you and to, you know, how you work with clients? And what can you teach us that we can take away from this today that will make us better in our businesses and especially make us a little bit more solid in the financial aspect of that? Well, one thing I think the key to what I've discovered is um, doing the things that I'm good at that bring the money along. And I think there's a big clarity and understanding your why you're doing it. You know, the money is just a thing, but what we're searching for is pleasure right? Mm. And the ability to buy things because of the pleasure it will bring, Mm -hmm. right? So this is really always a pursuit of pleasure, not even happiness. Right. And so one thing I think um, in my mindset shift was, is money the only way to have that thing, right? There's other ways of doing it. Okay. And sometimes, yeah. So, I mean, there's times when um, I've won things or somebody, I start saying like, I really want, I need a new computer or something. And then somebody that has this very elaborate, you know, computer is like, well, I have to upgrade mine. Cause they're like an IT person. And what, for what I use it for, it doesn't have to be that spectacular. So two year old computer. And I've had people give me that, you know, and then what happens is, is do you tap into that feeling of abundance? You know, are you realizing that you have what you're having all the things like I have very wealthy friends and I can't keep up with them. You know, they can go do things that I wasn't able to do, especially in the past. And now what I realized was, is that I am doing a lot of the things that they're doing and sometimes because they've invited me, but what happens is it raises your vibration and it makes you a match for something better you get into these situations where all of a sudden you're teaching something to other people that you can get paid for more that, you know, brings them abundance. And one thing that I really realized when I was in my law of attraction coaching program, one thing that they always said to us is that if you're put your boat in the water, everything that you want is downstream. 
And most of us put our boat in the water and turn the boat around and try to paddle upstream. upstream. Oh. And so one thing that I learned was to really go with the flow of life, that if I'm really clear on my intention, if I'm clear on how much money I want to make or the house that I want to buy or the people I want to meet, holding that clarity of that this is my goal and then Mm -hmm. just putting my boat in the water, going downstream, right? That's way less effort. And the things that I want, they show up. Right. And then are you a good, you know, when the opportunity comes, I can look back when I was in a place of lack and I was given opportunities that I said no to because I didn't think I deserved it. And so when I look back on that, I think we miss opportunities a lot of times and they're sitting right there. So, and this is all really a mindset shift of the deserving piece of, you know, acceptance and finding the natural way that you're designed to operate, I think is very key in, you know, getting rid of the struggle and getting into our own bliss and the search for pleasure. I really love that concept of where you put your boat in. Well, first of all, how many people are still sitting with their boat on the side of the river? (laughs) (laughs) Right. I sat there for a while. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Not yet. Not yet. I'm not ready for abundance yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Cause you know, fear can get in the way and you're right. And, and lack of belief in yourself that you can do it or you can handle it. Um, one of the things that I do that, you know, we talk about a lot in my coaching program, not Mike, the one I belong to is, um, is whether or not you are working so hard to try and be perfect. And boy, that's hard to remember. But as I have these other little wins, it's such a good reminder that perfection is not the end result. Just moving is what you need to do to at least have a shot at even something close to perfection. (laughs) Otherwise, you're just standing there waiting with your boat on the side of the river. That's right. You got to put it in to get in the game. (laughs) Imperfect results are better than no results. (laughs) That is so true. And I, you know, I have over the last few years, I love how you're talking about vibration and human design and, and these pieces I've, I've always been, you know, uh, I was always that person that, you know, would read the horoscope and, you know, the Vogue magazine. And then as I got a little older, I, you know, I, uh, not that I've dabbled in it, but I, you know, certain things that I'm learning about my sign. And when I was born, so many things, I didn't know you had a moon sign as well as a sun sign. And yeah, the, you know, the rising this and the whatever that, and it's really fascinating to me um, because I think that, you know, people who don't believe in it, you know, whatever, that's fine. Um, I'm not, you know, doing it every day, but it's powerful to have insights other than what we sometimes see of ourselves. And I think sometimes those things can be reflected that maybe will give us a little more um, either a push when we need it, or maybe also a little more um, grace with ourselves when we need that too. Yeah. I've learned a lot about, um, by that information, you know, I have people challenge me about it all the time. In fact, I was in a discussion with my brother this weekend and he's just, you know, super 
skeptical about, <laughs> yeah. even though I peg him, right? I, I say, this is exactly what it means. And it's exactly him, but they're still like, well, yeah. Even my ex, my kids took my ex's human design chart to him. And he said, well, I don't really believe in that stuff, but it's interesting how accurate it is. right? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm like, but you the just thing got is, lucky. I know, right? <laughs> well, the thing is, is that we don't, how is it that we're talking right now? Like, I don't really understand how, I don't understand how a computer works. And then if you have a computer, it's over the, the waves and it's going internationally and everything else. And we trust to use it, right? We get in a car every day. Why does it turn on? What makes it turn on? I mean, all I know is it needs gas and oil, right? Yeah. And then I drive it. And so it's the same thing with these is that, you know, I have a psychology degree and a business degree and I have used all the pro personality profiling things yep. and these are the most accurate. So I don't really care. You know, I do know the science behind it, but yeah. it's really not relevant if it helps. Yeah. And that's what, you know, another thing, our mind, that's our mind getting us like, oh, sabotage. We don't need to, that doesn't even work. That's bullshit. We don't want to step into that, all that, you know, it's like, okay, well, there's another way you hold yourself back. So yeah. as you were talking, I was thinking about my whole life. I was like, I understand it was scanning, but I still don't understand fax machines. That, <laughs> yeah. just, I, that I do not get, you know, scanning. I get you're taking a picture, right. you're sending a picture. That there. I still don't quite understand, but yeah. fax machines, I still don't. Of course, there's probably people listening going, what's a fax machine? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God we're past those. <laughs> yes, I know. My parents bought a new printer and they were like, it doesn't have a fax on it. And I thought, well, no one uses fax anymore. Like, Do you need one? I know. No, a lot of people sending you faxes <laughs> every day. <laughs> I know it is funny how things become obsolete. Oh gosh, no kidding. Oh, I love it. Well, Melissa, I um, I know we're going to have all of your contact information on our show notes. By the way, uh, at least since last year, your website I think has gone through a redesign. It looks fantastic, and uh, so I I know we're going to hit that on there. But um, tell us, you know, anybody who wants to look you up right now because they're you know they don't want to stop to go look at the show notes first. What's the best way for them to find you? Um, my website is melissakirk.com. And it has all my coaching and different things that I do. There's also a place for you. If you put in, you can get a free ebook on how to manifest anything. And then I'm going to be starting my own TV show and, and podcast um, starting in May. So if you look in there, there will be links and ways for you to hear that. I'm going to be on you. It'll be on YouTube for sure, but it'll be on a lot of different platforms, but um, you can always reach out to me there and I'm on social media both on Instagram and on Facebook. So just Melissa Kirk consulting. And I'd love to hear from you and, you know, see if there's any way for you to get out of your own way and move into your genius. I love it. It's so fun being connecting with you, Michael, and like all the, the way you stand as this pillar of way that you help everyone and you get your message out there and connect people. I think it's amazing. And oh, thank you. Yeah. So I'm always, I'm always happy to connect with you and I'll have to have you on my show too. <laughs> Me too. And I was going to ask you, what are you naming your show? I don't know. I'm working on the numerology of it right now. So <laughs> I'm like, 
because oh. it's going to be all about, it's going to be about, it's an hour show and it's going to be the first half about coaching and getting your life together and getting out of your own way, mindset, human design, astrology, all that. And the second half is going to be finances and wealth building and real estate because I'm a realtor also. Mm-hmm. So I feel like my, you know, everyone I'm connected with, They kind of want, it's like the whole package. I work on people with their health, their wellness, their relationships, everything shows up in all the things that I do. So, oh, you better have me on because I want to, I want to have you do my little charts. (laughs) Yeah, that would be awesome. (laughs) I would love it. Well, before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? I would just say, you know, get help for whatever it is that you can't, the hurdle that you're working with right now and, you know, find someone to support you through it because we see amazing things in other people and we can't see our own amazingness. You need an outside perspective and nobody that you see out there that is successful did it on their own. Nobody. So get the support, get the clarity, find someone to help you be accountable and someone that really sees your genius and somebody that really, you know, can get you out of your own way. And that's my biggest advice. And then live your life in authenticity, understanding your why for what you're doing. Excellent. That's the point. (laughs) Excellent. Melissa, thank you so much for being with us again. It has been fabulous and uh, can't wait to see all the wonderful things that you have to take you into this new year with so much more excitement for you as well. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees and sales mixology. Why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.